No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. No simple road. No simple road, 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 no simple road. 
was first just like a cool hippie guy in Portland, later became lighting and visual designer John. Wait, there's hippies in Portland? Yeah, Jonathan Singer. No Whoa. way. Yeah, no he, way. Yeah, he's a cool guy. So he, he, Hey now, I was, that's talking. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? We're here with um, Jake and Bryn and Mel and Aaron and Darwin. Hi, I talk guys. about myself in the third person now. <laughs> Hi, Ar- Aaron's the host of the show. Hi, party people out there. Anyway, Hopefully please please continue, Jake. Oh, you want me to tell this really funny story? Sure. Oh, no, I want no. you to tell a sad, boring... No, look. Um, so I, one of the, when I first moved to Portland in uh, 2007, I love Portland. Still love Portland. Portland loves you, Jake. Thank you. It's the, you know, city roses, city love. We love it. Um, so one of the first, I, I, I moved in with one of my really, really good friends, uh, entertainer, incredible musician, you know, internationally touring, incredible guy, Nico Luminous. We love Nico Luminous. A lot of people out there listening to this know who Nico Luminous is. He's been in the West Coast. I actually did a, a poll and 72.3% of the people listening know who Nico Luminous is. So dude, what about the 23%? Music. What about the other Anyway, 20? please continue. <laughs> incredible dude. When he opened up his home to me, let me move in. That's how I got my start in Portland. And uh, thanks to him. And he, one of the first places he took me to was this uh, a birthday party with um, this guy, Johnny Dwork. He's kind of a, you know, people know who he is in the scene. He's like, used to do the peak experience stuff. I don't know if he still does it. It was, it was his 48th birthday. What's the I peak remember. experience stuff? They uh, they were this production group that was based out of Portland that synced up with String Cheese Incident and they would do like the extra stuff at the bigger String Cheese show. When you say extra stuff, what are you talking about? Like, like uh, lights? No one can or, see your arms. Yeah. Uh, they have like... We didn't do the Jake video. Jake is doing well, a grand gesture <laughs> for all of you out grand there in, in Radio Land. Hey, everybody who's listening to this, I'm going to ask a question. Oh, Would yeah. you rather see this than hear this? You can do both. You can do both. Well, babe. I'm just... It's not an either or. Yeah. We're trying to well, work out. Would you watch this? Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's my question. Like, I think is it you worth would. it? Look, because I'm trying do you guys ha- want to? Do you care? Or? I, I'm trying to help these guys realize the truth, the absolute <laughs> truth. We, Uh-oh. It's undisputed <laughs> that people would enjoy watching the podcast. Nobody wants to see my face, dude. They love your they face. Love they want to see your jaw movement. has got a pretty lovable face. I'm just saying, that's my his jaw wife movement. right there. Somebody <laughs> dis- I'm going to get famous from my jaw movement. Yep. Somebody decided to marry it. And this super awesome studio. Yeah, people want to see cool it. Do things. you want to see it? Send them an email. Tell them, say, yes, I'd love to see it. We're trying to set up, a, I'm trying to convince yeah, them. Yeah, this is not like, oh, we want you to participate like for that for the participation's sake. We really want to know. Like, yeah. Is, like, is it worth it? It is worth it. then we'll put the effort well, into it. Other truth. than... You know, sometimes you got to... The effort uh, only releases... A, so it's we're, on a, we're on a rabbit trail. But yeah, we are on a rabbit trail. Before <laughs> we continue with your story, I just oh, want yeah. I just want to say... What's up, y'all? No Simple Road and Heads Talking are here this week to give you a break from everything that's going on out there. Yeah. And when Jake's done with his story, we're going to break down the election... No. Um, state by state. Stop. And Shut I'm up. just kidding. Don't we're, you, you, you just here, gave we're, them anxiety I'm for no joking. reason. Oh my you better joke. cut that out. You Why? better cut it out later. So I can I'm show not you how edit to do it out. That. I'm gonna leave it. But here's the thing. You can okay. we're here to give everybody a break. You can just relax and hang out with a bunch of hippies and listen to Jake tell I stories. Have <laughs> and listen to Jake tell stories. Listen to having some chai. Yeah, have some chai. I had some coffee. And please continue, Jake. Okay, so there I am. And, oh, yeah, you know, I just want to add on to who Johnny Dwork was. We, got, we were peak experience. Yeah, peak something. experience. Yeah, you know, they did the extra stuff, such as having the dancers come out, set break, and do, like, 
you know, like the aerialists. Yeah, and, and they did really cool fire like, periphery stuff, like the decorating the ambiance, the ambiance, mm-hmm. and all this really cool. It was very ahead of its time. Okay. At its time, which was like, you know, 1999, I think they did the first thing with New Year's with string cheese here in Portland. Uh, oh, I saw that video. I think it was 99 into 2000 at the Port Memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might have showed that you some. That was dope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm at his birthday party and Matt Butler shows up and I was like. Matt Butler's coming to No Simple Road soon, by the way. Oh, yes, I didn't know that is. episode yeah. hasn't come out yet. No, nope, anyway, Please continue. So that, you know, and, and there was some other people there too. And, you know, I gravitated more to the jam people. So I was hanging out with Matt Butler's like electronic people. You know, but I was in my 20s, right? So like, but it turned out we went to the same high school. So, which is really cool. We both went to Sheldon High School in Eugene, Oregon. He's a Eugene guy. I did some high school in Eugene and some extra time. You know, he's, uh, <laughs> it's not a prison. <laughs> I did time Jake, in Eugene. Jake always <laughs> refers to that. It's, it's an interesting place. I'm not here to say anything bad, period, because I just want everybody to know how much you're loved, and I want to just give love. However, you know, people that have spent time in Eugene know that it has a specific energy and a specific frequency. I fucking love Eugene, dude. It has its vibes. It has its vibes. It's dope. It's a great place. Feels to, like home. It's a great place to visit. Exactly. Yes, it feels like home. <laughs> anyway, please continue. I love you. <laughs> I had my best experiences there. I wouldn't be the person I am today without. So what happened at this party? You met Matt and you you were hanging out and and that was it? That was was no payoff. That's a terrible payoff. Once upon a time, the end. I think that was a good story. It was just small. I I felt very blessed to be like, right away. I felt very blessed that Matt was over Oh, I forgot the end of the story. Okay, the end of the story. I've been smoking weed. No. <laughs> oh, wait, it's legal. Almost everywhere now. With the people from Heads Talking. I am what? A, we a, didn't smoke together tonight, Jake. Don't I'm lie. a head smoking. <laughs> You're head smoking for smoking sure. Head smoking. <laughs> so no, the funny thing is I forgot to end the part of the story, which oh, is yeah. the funny part. Okay, okay that's so, what we were wondering. We're like, wait. What? I don't know. You know, it's been a, it's, it's later in the evening. It's, it's uh, right now it's, uh, oh, it's okay, just Okay, so start. the end of the story End is, of the story, Jake. Wow. Oof. We all start jamming on these random kind of ethnic instruments like African instruments and Moroccan, you know, all these like really like cool instruments from around the world. We're all like jamming together and there's like, uh, you know, Matt Butler's like conducting it, right? And it's like, holy shit, dude. I'm I mean, yeah, every one orchestra. This is it this right is now. I'm living it. Living it. Yeah. No, no, this is not 99. This okay. is in 2007. Oh, oh, 07. Okay. Um, earlier that was referring to when Peak Experience and String oh, okay. Cheese. Oh, okay. 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 So now back to 2007. We're Forward, in this forward. ethnic yeah, yeah. instrument jam. And I'm, he just didn't was not liking what I brought to the table. You <laughs> <laughs> need to step it up. Yeah, man. And, I mean, I was doing this kind of fucking polyrhythmic thing. He wasn't feeling your vibe. It was bro. just a little too frenetic for probably what he was going for. Whatever. Yeah, it's Jake. Fine. So what happened? Well, we fought right after that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and let me tell you, these musicians. It was an know, energetic they fight. Don't, they don't. They don't have street shit like me. So yeah, I was just whatever, like, Jake. Pop, pop, so I want to ask you. Something. I want to ask kidding. you. Something, no, man. nothing. We had a great time. It's awesome. Uh, when we were on the porch, <laughs> the, the whole reason we came in the house was we were having a conversation about great dimensions. 
Yes, Ooh. multiple dimensions. And and you were about to tell me what dimensions were, and I told you to First stop. First of all, everybody needs to Length, uh, take a listen height. to Midnight on Earth. Oh, come on, stop the fantastic podcast no, from no, Jake no. Weaver. Listen to No Simple here. Road. No, you seriously, don't have that much honestly, yeah, because <laughs> I've listened to a few episodes, which I was. Uh, keep forgetting to tell you but i have been listening and oh, it's, it's very interesting and you i know have who all my listeners a are. lot of people that i would love to hear about so i'm i just want you to know, plug people yeah the exorcist episode is fire and we just are you know all of our episodes are incredible but you know you should, if you really want to have a spooky kind of get scared a little bit you know you just like listen to the exorcist episode yeah jake, really jake's but you don't have time for that because you're listening to every simple, every no simple road episode and head song going back and listening to the ones you missed. Dude, they got <laughs> plenty of time, bro. They yeah, have everybody's at home. Time. Right now. Yep. Look, now is the time important. to read content. Now is the time to know. It's fine. So let, all the podcasts. Okay, dimensions. Dimensions. Go. Take us there. Length, width, and height, right? The three dimensions. Look, we don't know what dimensions are. It's just another part of our experience where certain amount of information exists information that we don't necessarily interact with with our five senses and our daily lives and our third dimensional experience you know fourth dimension being time but there's other forms of space out there that contain information that information could coalesce into life into beings we just don't know so the way there's i think so much out the there. way i think about that is like inside my computer there's the main processor and then there's the hard drive and there's RAM and there's information in all of those places and they exist simultaneously in all of those places, but they aren't necessarily all overlapping at the same time. Sometimes there's um, information from the RAM that's showing up on my monitor. Sometimes the processor is putting stuff up but it's not all there at the same time. And that's kind of how I think about dimensions. Like mm -hmm. all the information is happening at the same time, but it's not always accessible. And what we were talking about outside was actually being possessed, doing <sighs> psychedelics. Look, and, th and that's something yeah. that I've actually, I've thought about that before, because if you think about like taking psychedelics and getting out of your head, if you're, if you're vibrating at a certain frequency all the time and you either speed up or slow down your vibration, you are moved out of your center, mm -hmm. right? And so that space that's vacant can be occupied by something extra dimensional, by information from outside of your computer, your, yep. right? Is it's, that, is that, am it's I, quite possible. Look, am I, I close with that? Okay. You yeah. look at the, this is what, when I did the episode with the exorcist, we had this strange synchronicity because we were talking about, you know, he's like, oh, you can get possessed uh, doing these darker drugs. You think of meth and heroin and stuff. And I was like, oh, you mean heroin. Like, meth and heroin and cocaine? And he's like, no, no, I mean, he's like, I mean, psychedelics, you know? And I was like, really? You know, because, you know, who, you know. Because you know. Because you know. You guys know. <laughs> anyway. So, and he brought up something that I had, read recently that the thanks for keeping me on course Brent. i appreciate that where would i be without Brent? i love this let's one. hear it where would you be without no let's no let's that hear, was, let's that stay was on track. <laughs> i'd be fucking in a gutter like on meth and heroin possessed by demons right <laughs> exactly i love you Brent. um pharmakeia is the ancient greek word for sorcery 
right? And that's and I and I've read that like two wow, days. Wow, that's like before. pharmacist exactly. and pharmacopoeia. And you're thinking, thinking drugs, right? It's just yeah. like that. That's uh, archetypal energy. Sorcery. And then I had read that like two days before that. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And then uh, just on my own. And then, uh, cause I read and I do research just like everybody should do. Like you should be learning if you're not, I'm not going to research. Okay. Forget no. that. Thing. I just want you to you tell just me keep shit. learning. And then he brought that up during the interview. He's like, yeah, you can get possessed. He's like, do you know that the ancient Greek word for, you know, sorcery is pharmacoe or whatever. Pharmacaea. Pharmacaea. And I was like, holy shit. I just read that. You know, we were talking about that and it makes sense. Right. Like Aaron was just saying, gave a description, like, you're opening yourself up. You you don't even understand the concept of shielding. You don't even understand that the drug you just took is like a sacrament, and you're opening yourself up to the information that exists infinite in these other information, yeah. infinite yeah. information, including the information that exists in these other dimensions. And if you steer yourself into these darker frequencies, it's possible. I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent on anything because I haven't experienced it yet personally. Actually. Did what? you know, uh, we have an appointment, um, uh, on Monday cause well, they, going on? you were going to get screened for, for possession. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, just, I know you didn't look he, he, one thing he told me I thought was interesting. You, but. He said that if you think you're possessed by a demon, you're definitely not. You're like, Oh man, my demon possessed, <laughs> bro. My life is hard and I can't get my mental health together. It's like, no, you just fucking get your mental. You're health. having a hard time. Yeah, but he's like, if you're really possessed by a demon, you're gonna f- you're gonna know because you're well, you're not gonna. Well, know. this is right. one guy's word. Yeah. Well, here's Wait, the thing. He's and the not cool the thing, full authority. And he, the cool thing is, is that his day job. He talked about this. Is that he was a mental health expert. You know, deals and also child protective services. Wow. So he's like, when I go and evaluate people, you know, they go through the mental health screening. That dude's like a spiritual policeman. <sighs> Whoa. Yeah. That's he like gets to the crime like. scene no, and makes right, sure that yeah. everything's cool. And then if there's a demon on board, he oh, can dude. kick him out. He played recordings. Dang. There were video recordings. I love that job. There were video recordings, but he played audio recordings. And we can even route it through right now. I'm good. Yeah. I'm straight, dude. And then, he told you know, everybody to relax. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, it's just, whoa, fuck. You hear the, these voices that they pick up on these recordings. And it's not, you know, it, it, they're not faking it. It's like, other people have recorded similar things. They actually sell an EVP recording set up on Amazon for a hundred dollars, you know, for specifically scanning frequencies for these type of situations. It's crazy. I don't know. In his world, you know, it's a hundred percent real. He deals with this stuff. He so de- there's a couple of parts to this. So first of all, the older I get, the less I am likely to, to, just doubt something that's bullshit just because I haven't experienced it. Like I think back to like Robert Anton Wilson and what he writes about taking stock in other people's experiences and making them your own. I don't know anything unless I've experienced it just because you tell me some shit doesn't mean that that's real. Even if I trust and believe you, Like that doesn't mean that it's real for me. My experience could be completely different. We could do the same thing and have two completely different outcomes. Right. So that's like the first part. I'm, I'm less likely to disbelieve stuff like that. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I, I do know my own experience and I I mean, we've talked about taking psychedelics a lot on no simple road and heads talking and like, but I've never really talked about trips that I had in the past. I've never like had conversations like that. 
And there was one time this, I was maybe 19 years old and Apple and I had gotten a hold of a, a vial of really good, like 1989, 1990s style liquid acid. This shit made you see air. Like literally you could see kaleidoscopes. You could see the fabric of reality on this shit. And we took a dose one night and it started off normal. I I remember coming on and getting real high. And at one point, like my telepathic ability was so strong that I, I couldn't talk like making noise with my mouth seemed so fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And like that part of my brain got shut down and I could think it to you, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't say it to you. And it, and it started to get like, I started to get anxiety about it because I couldn't talk. And I remember Apple, like I was sitting in a chair and he had his hands on the arms of the chair, like with his face in my face going, dude, what's wrong with you? And I'm like thinking, I'm fine, bro. Everything's fine. And he's like, <laughs> why aren't you talking? And I was just like, ah. And, uh, <laughs> like, pretty classic. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm fine in my head. And I remember I closed my eyes and I left my body. And I've heard people say that prior mm-hmm. and thought, oh yeah, haha, you left your body. No, like, for real was in black in space and couldn't feel anything physical. And I could see a silver string down to this ball of light, like a thousand feet down. Wow. And I was like, Oh shit, I'm out of my body. Like in my head, like, Oh my God. What do I do? And as soon as I would think that, slam back down into my body an apple in my face going, dude, what are you doing? And then if I would close my eyes, right back out. And I remember at one point thinking, if I don't go back in, something else is going to move in. Because oh, interesting. Because um, nature abhors a vacuum. Right. And there's empty space. And the only thing connecting me to that shell is this cord. And at the time I knew jack shit about the silver cord or any of that stuff. I didn't know any of that. And it was like a message from outside of my intelligence. Like you need to get back in there. Mm -hmm. You're out. You got, you're pushed out apart from your own will. Interesting. And slam back in. And the rest of the night was just a, blur of me trying to get my speech back but i will never forget that feeling of being completely disembodied Mm -hmm. and knowing that if i didn't go back that something was going to come in well you know there's you feel those other presences right (sighs) in different like and it could be good or bad right like you know, it, there's times where I've been in big trips like that and you feel this incredible angelic presence and you feel like angels are around you, like all around you. I remember that happened to me one time at Red Rocks and uh, I was so high on, on 
uh, acid. I, I was going to say LSD. It's like, <laughs> am I going to censor myself? No, acid. I, was, I took <laughs> all Lucy. the acid. Took all the acid they had. They took all the acid they had. Snack Shack was out. I felt like I was like, I felt like I couldn't even like, I felt like I had to like bow. Like, like you know, like you're like, oh my God. And you like, I couldn't even like look up because it was like the radiance, the light was like so powerful. And there was these, and they were just all around, and this is at Red Rocks, and they were just like all around me. And, uh, you know, and you feel these presences, and then you, you think about your DMT experiences where, you know, you feel those alien beings, which is different than the, uh, you know, like the LSD angels, right? It's yeah. just like, and it's, and it's just like, man, it, it only makes sense that, you know, you project your consciousness or something into these lower frequencies, and there's something there to match you that's, in that realm of consciousness, you know, it's seems like it's always been a part of human history and development. We've all, we've always have had these stories and claim to have interactions with these beings, spirits or angels or demons or whatever. Like it's always been a part of the human experience yeah. all, all across the board. Well, yeah, look at the Dogon, their whole creation myth is surrounded around beings coming from Sirius Seriously, yeah, serious, and and giving giving them cannabis, right? And I mean, they knew about the dwarf star around. They knew about Sirius B, right, in the seventies, long before you know. Yeah, I think we didn't know about it until the seventies. I think we talked about that actually last head stalking. We were, I remember we brought that up. Yeah, so uh, that we were on me and Brent. There's there's definitely something in the human thread that is it. That's a real thing. Like there's, there, we see a minuscule portion of reality. Such like the tiniest little blip just the tip. Of what's there? Just, just the, the tip. tip. Should, should I tell my worst? Should I tell my? Is it? Are we? Are, yeah. Should I tell it. my worst drug story? Ever? Absolutely. Please tell. <laughs> should us I just your put it out? Story? Yeah. Like, on the unit in the universe it, for let time. Let it go, bro. Encode it. Heads <laughs> talking is, is that? Look, remember, we just you can say whatever we look, want. Look, this is an incredible story. It's an incredible story. And this is why if anyone is listening and you do cocaine, there is somebody listening. If there's anyone listening that does cocaine, you're smart, you're intelligent. Take that cocaine, throw it away, flush it down the toilet. Don't ever touch it. Don't ever think about it. Get rid of the nose beers. Get rid of, it's the most disgusting. Every fucking molecule of it is blood money. Like blood Somebody died. The negative energy. It just you can go on and on and on and on. Whoa, dude! So here we Take go. Take it easy, Jake. It's my cocaine. <laughs> cocaine story. didn't I got do some anything. Blow in my room. You okay. need to chill out. <laughs> so this is an incredible story. So this happened in the year two thousand four. We're getting in the wayback machine. We're going to two thousand four with Jake for my darkest, darkest drug story where I probably almost died. So there I was with my friends in the Congo. Someone shoes diabrisian. It's okay. Um, I'm just so I'm at my, my friend's house. Uh, I guess I could just say the state. We're in Colorado. And we were on this. His house is on this beautiful river. Beautiful river. And we were trimming weed there. And uh, you know, trimming this amazing weed. And he busted out some cocaine. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. You know, like, why not? At that stage of my life, unfortunately. You don't need to qualify, bro. Fortunately, at that stage of my life, I was 
learning why you said this, what you're saying right Dude now. Dude's doing everything all the time. <laughs> just whatever. I had no, everything was neutral. And again, this is your experience. It's my experience. Exactly. And my perspective at that time with everything, was, and all the drugs were neutral depending on people, how people charged the drug and what they did with it. Absolutely have a different perspective now. Anyways, so there I was. Where he offered to bust out some cocaine. So do a couple lines, do a couple lines. Oh my God, we're ripping through the trimming all of a sudden. It's like, whoa. Sure you are. <laughs> just like pre- Get on it. precision cuts and just like perfect. You were the best trimmer ever. Ah, uh, you know, I still am, regardless <laughs> of the, no, I'm just kidding. It I'm all started kidding. that night. Um, so, and then, uh, you know, my friend was there, some other friends I came with. I actually got a ride there to the other friend's house and they were like, Hey, we're going to go back into town. You want to come with us? Or, you know, we were going to ride. You want to come? I was like, no, fuck no. Let's, we're still partying, you know? So then, uh, so then they left, which they should have just drugged me out of there, but they left. And then there was with my one friend who had bust out the cocaine. He bust out more cocaine. It's okay. like, Oh, party time. So we start, to, you know, we start doing lines, doing lines, like fucking partying. And then like, it got to the point where like, you know, we're looking at his window and the drips of water coming down the window in a certain pattern. It looks like alien writing. We're trying to decipher the alien writing. So that's, that's, you know, you're like, holy fuck, dude, you are fucking high. Then we thought it was a good idea to take Valium. Later in life, I found out that this was is called, you're describing my twenties right here. Later man. in life, I found out this is called smurfing. I didn't know that they made a name for it, but there it is smurfing. So, then I got to the point where take Valium. So every time we took a Valium, we'd be like, oh, let's do another line. So every time we did a line or two, we'd then take a Valium. So we kept oh, doing that. Dang. So we took like 10 or 12 Valiums, <gasps> including, I don't oh. even know. We were just doing it like, whoa. And, and, and let me tell you, I, I've never really hallucinated off cocaine or anything like that. That's not the first time I did it. And that was definitely the last time. We'll get to what. But so just want to tell you that was like it's not like i was like oh that's my first time i didn't like i never hallucinated before so all of a sudden like fucking crazy shit so i'm like looking across the river and i'm sure everyone's laughing right now because you're like dude you were tweaking out your mind i look across the river and i see these people in black cloaks right full black cloaks with the hoods long coats and they're coming out of this cabin that's you know, this house that's across the river, you know, it's this one river. We were on one side, you know, it's about 50 feet or maybe 80 feet to the next house across the river. And these, these people were coming out in black cloaks. It's like, holy fuck. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, oh my God. And then this one dude is like the head dude, I guess comes out and he comes out and he's like, got the black cloak, but he's got this mask on. It's a black mask. And it's like gold. And somehow I could see like, up close to his face or something. It had like gold sequins around the eyes. Fucking riveted right now. Like gold sequins around the eyes, around the lips, and like around the chin, and and a cone, a black cone hat that had gold trim like going up. Dude, this this is the the guys from Harry Potter. Man, this was when they got Harry on this. This was before. I'm not exposed to the Harry Potter world. I got to show you this uh, picture. You're going to shit yourself. Okay, so then I'm like, holy fuck, what is going on? So then like, uh, you know, and they go down to the river and they do this fucking crazy ritual. So you sat and watched? I'm like watching this like fucking just like, oh, I'd have been out. oh you know, like, what am I going to do? I'm like, you guys need help. I, we were high as like you can probably be before dying. I don't know. I was pretty stupid for doing it. Don't, don't take this as something cool to go do. People. Yeah. Don't do that. This is the stupidest thing I've ever done. And, uh, you know, 
And don't we're, recommend and we're it. Glad you Please survived don't. it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so then, so they take yes. this guy, like the people in black cloaks, take this guy from the house, and he's and they take him down to the river, and they're like fucking dunking him in the fucking water. Like, oh, it's a dark oh. baptism. And my fucking friend is like, like, and this is all. Like so is your four. friend seeing the shit? He's too? seeing the shit too. Okay, so oh, I don't well, know. This if, happened. You were just high if, and saw some weird shit. I don't know if this is a shared hallucination or what. So then, you never asked. I mean, you can go knock on the door the next no, day. I, no, I mean, ask your friend well, like, was later like, on after the fact. Unfortunately, that person was a very severe drug addict and he was addicted to it. Oh, so he okay. had yeah. other issues. So like, anyway. you know, anyway, okay. so then it was like getting crazy. I was like fucking freaked out. Right. And then like, I think maybe I did another line or something. <laughs> Because well, that's maybe, a good idea. Because maybe that's more going will help. And then I, <laughs> feel better. I, I, look, I don't think I did actually to take that back. But it's it was so intense, like adrenaline, adrenaline. You're like witnessing this crazy shit. And then I saw this person in a white cloak come up on one side across the river, and then a person come up with a black cloak on the other side. And they're facing each other, and they both had these staffs, and they like slam the staffs together so you saw, saw a person in a white coat like what in a, mm-hmm. I was like what, what what the fuck let me tell you that's not if that really happened that's not something you want to see after you just did a fuck ton of cocaine and Valium like that's that's like so you're watching this crazy shit and then okay good, good. and then like you know I started seeing these like fucking creatures like come out of the trees they were like almost like uh Simeon like 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 you could see their skin but it was like reflective almost like I don't know if, if anyone's ever seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Predator like yeah. where you know the Predator you like kind of see him and be like fucking like be like but blended in like Reptilian. camouflaged like no camouflaged. like iridescent camouflage like, sort like of. almost it. like you're seeing the person but you see the outline yeah. of the being but like almost like you're seeing so I, oh man it got out of control and here's the funniest part okay so that's the dark and scary part where I probably almost died there has to be a funny part to the story. This is the funny Jake. part. Jake, super fucking high on the dirtiest, awful drugs. Don't ever do them. Gets on a bicycle, a BMX bicycle. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> and what? And pedals my ass off, high as a motherfucker, to the gas station to buy a disposable cameras. Because I had to go take pictures. <laughs> Hey man, it makes sense. I was like, "Fuck it!" I, 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 so I go fucking fucking go, dude. The gas station is like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Three in the morning. <laughs> that was like five in the morning. It was like, "Hey man, I need a camera." Grrr, like, dude rips up on a BMX bike. Like, fucking, <laughs> give me all your cameras. Give me all your cameras. Some tinfoil, <laughs> a bag of jelly beans, and some lube. <laughs> <laughs> so then I go back. I'm fucking taking pictures. I'm still. My friends just like saw. Is it the power of shared hallucination? Is it the power of fucking what these drugs do when you do these powerful drugs? It doesn't really matter where you are. And you get in the same frequency and you transmit these images into this one mind. I don't fucking know how what, how he saw what I saw. Like, it, it, But I was taking all these pictures and fucking sure enough, when I went and developed the pictures, it was fucking nothing. Like there was nothing there. But You, you know, were so. able to go... Get the film, Come go back, back to the spot, yeah. and they were still doing it. The, I could like see the forest creatures, not really the cloaked people, but the okay. forest creatures. And then uh, they were laughing at you trying to take. They were like probably posing. so. Then that's like, the thing. It's like, like <laughs> but then like do did those sign. you know? And then I started reading about the like iboga. Like I think it's iboga. This iboga drug that 
you do down in South America and you, you uh, maybe Ibogaine is Ibogaine, the drug. Yeah. Ibogaine and is the you, drug. And, and you're at the spirit, the, the spirit, Iboga. And, and the way I think I was reading about it in Daniel Pinchbeck's 2012 book when that was a thing, um, he talked about it and, it, and the way he described it was fucking exactly what I saw with the fucking forest creatures, like the forest spirits. I was, so I don't know. It's just, you don't fucking know. Like, but I almost died. Like my heart was like, like fucking palpitating through sludge. Like, when I think about it now, my heart hurts, my physical heart, not my spiritual heart, but wow, my just physical when you think heart. About it? Yeah. It's like the time when I ate glass at that fucking restaurant in Portland. And every what? time I drive by there, that's a difference. I'm not going to tell you what, I don't want to ruin that. <laughs> no, reputation. don't do that. We don't do that. Here. But uh, yeah, like there was crushed up glass in the tacos and fucking I was, and I, and every time I drive by that place, I feel a scratchiness in my throat because oh. I actually swallowed glass. This yeah, was, but dude, that's no big deal. You, no, it's fine. You put glass, but, but it, scratch it. My, your body remembers like when you fucking Oh yeah, serious. that jack in the box. Oh, oh never. babe. Uh, or when I got food poisoning from another place and then, and it gave me such incredible stomach pain. I drive by that place. My stomach, stomach hurts, hurts. They, you know, yeah. psychosomatic. There's so, so yeah, there you go. That was my worst drug story. I almost you died. should get somebody on your show. I that. probably saw life and death and they were deciding right mm. then like, well, is it Jake's time or is he just being the stupidest fucking idiot of all time? Dude, dude maybe drugs. if he gets on a bike right now, that'll save his life. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> get away from the cocaine so <laughs> that's a sh common thing by the way um not seeing a ritual baptism and creatures jesus christ but seeing shadow people oh definitely is a very common thing when i used to do a lot of meth after 24 hours, the shadow yeah. people would arrive. Many methamphetamine people in Springfield, Oregon, where they <laughs> manufactured so much methamphetamines in the 70s, 80s, and 90s into the 2010, probably still do it. They all, uh, every tweaker talked about the shadow people. I would. Um, How many tweakers did you talk to? There's a lot. It's, there was. <laughs> Jake, Jake did an informal <laughs> poll of 72. <laughs> Dude, you'd interact, well, you'd interact with those people in the cannabis circles because people, you lucky bastards, when cannabis was illegal, you know, you don't have to deal with that, you lucky fuckers. But we had to. And you had to, sometimes you had to get weed from sketchy places if you just wanted some fucking weed. And somebody you bought it from, the, oh, this tweaker dude's selling weed. Well, he's also a fucking tweaker. You're like, oh, great. You know, and he's telling you these stories. Oh, dude, I've been up for fucking 12 days. And man, day yeah. nine, I've just been dealing with the shadow people. So I'm like, Holy so fuck. I used to, I used to leave them stuff. Okay. I, I would like leave a cigarette on my tire on my car or a motorcycle mm -hmm. and they would always take it <laughs> I'm sure they always would. that shit would be gone the next day so they were real mm -hmm. i mean i just wonder like sure you're really high and your brain activity is sped up and you're sleep deprived and you haven't eaten and so you're hallucinating sure but could it be that you have because this is what i used to think at the time is like i've stripped off the haze i'm seeing through the veil to the other side and it's giving me access from being uh sensory deprived you know hungry and sleepy and whatever so now you're seeing through it's like ritual 
Well, you're seeing through into their dimension. You're not necessarily jumping through to the the, the astral plane. You're just you, you. They're the tweakers. You know the people that go to that place and they're seeing the shadows. People, you know, they're going. They're accessing the information where the shadow people exist. That band that you know that frequency range yeah. that bandwidth of existence like that so the shadow people are not coming into this world no. we're seeing you're like looking in a window nor are you necessarily yeah. just hallucinating like it's a made-up thing but you're accessing that yeah. dimension is yeah. what we talk that. about that like at least i've felt like that with lsd and mdma and mushrooms is like we call it hallucination because it's extrasensory but that shit's happening. I, I can't like count the amount of times that I've said, dude, do you see that? And Apple or Mel will be like that thing right there that I'm seeing and describe it without me telling them. Mm-hmm. So that's happening. That yeah. That's called consensus reality at that you're, point. You're right? transmitting data in a wireless psychic way. Like you're from brain to brain. Like you're, sending the data like i've had that experience too it's like friends are like oh my god i'm tripping do you see those bats out there like these fucking bloodthirsty bats You're like, <laughs> why is it always got to be some shit can like that we send, <laughs> can we send the data without the drugs that make us hallucinate uh i don't know man i think so i here's my take on that. maybe if you're hallucinating i i think that it's happening all the time we're doing uh, it right yeah now. it's like a mass we're happening it's happening right now and we're it's like when your hand falls asleep and you're still touching something, but you don't feel it. That muscle or that thing has atrophied in human beings. And we don't feel with it until it's awake with chemical. Well, it's like ripped open. And and, instead of learning it intuitively and growing up with it as a muscle, like you said. Right. And that's not the thing. Like I've heard so many times that like, I want to say this the right way. Like the psychedelic is causing you to have the experience or making the thing happen. I don't think that's it. My opinion is the psychedelic is giving you access to the thing that was already happening. Right. That's more real. And the prankster guys talked about that back in the day in their books because they used to take like a fuckload of acid all the time, each time. But then they realized over time that they could get to the same place by taking significantly less. And then they realized that it was morally just like a portal or a doorway versus Instead like of the, d- the drug itself. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. d- then, th- okay, so let's follow the, follow the trail. So if it's a muscle that's atrophied, right. Mm-hmm. And by ingesting a chemical, it's either turning it on or giving you access to it then if you continually do psychedelics, is that like weightlifting? Not necessarily because it's kind of <laughs> like, it's kind of like weightlifting. Is a membership for that? It's like when you drink like two Red Bulls and you're like, I'm fucking working out. And then you're like, wait a minute, this isn't sustainable. Mm-mm. Right? So like that you can, str- it, it doesn't necessarily strengthen it over time or it doesn't like, Strengthen it over time, you have to develop it in different ways. You have to develop it with your your own conscious mind. And one way you can do that is to just think about God. Like whatever that means to you. If you like get in like a spiritual resonance of just thought where you're just like pondering and you're just like putting that energy out there, 
that's strengthening that muscle, that, that psychic muscle that Aaron's talking about that allows you to get to those states of being. And, you know, doing that and psychedelics can really help because, mm. you know, that I, I, I guess you could call that power training because there was a period of my life where I was doing that, mm-hmm. where I was taking significant amounts of psychedelics, you know, pretty much weekly or a couple times a week. And then also having deeply spiritual thoughts and, and reading all kinds of awesome books and just really getting myself in a spiritual frequency. And then, so it's like power training and it was like, boom, boom, boom. And then, holy shit, I felt like, but that that's stage. not sustainable. Well, it is because it's like def- it, it, you, when you hit a certain level of development, it's like you don't you don't go back, right? You so get, like, but you I've don't always, need I've, the same type type of techniques that you need that got you there, right? Once you get there, it's like it's like a you hit a new frequency, right? You I've, develop. I've said for a long time now, like after doing a lot of psychedelics, it started seeming like I wasn't coming down; I was getting used to it. Do you get what I mean by that? Like, yeah, it becomes like the next day. It, there wasn't really a come down. It was just like, oh, this is the way things are. More now. of a shift. Right. Like thought was like, oh altered. For yeah. yeah, that you had to process yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and and the, I think for me, like the way I experience it is like, what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York. A podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I'll do psychedelics and for a period of time afterwards, I can't quantify the time period. It's always different, but things will be super clear and I can access that part of myself really easily for a period of time. And then as that time period goes on, it it's like decay, like radioactive decay. And, and, and it's like a, I always in my head, I don't think I've ever told anybody this. I think I think about it in terms of, I, I call it the great forgetting. It's the great forgetting. It happens over and over and over again. Like, Oh yeah, I'm this omnipresent, amazing, powerful light being. And then six months later, I'm like sitting at my computer going, Oh God, this is life. Like this is all I have. Is this I'm in this meat. Yeah, it's hard to sustain it, but you always have those memories and it's, it's whether it's in your conscious mind or not, it's in your subconscious because there's been times where I've had big trips where you're, you know, trips I had from years ago resurfaced and those trips and that the information, the things you learned, it's like, Oh, that's all still there. Like whether you, it's like a part of your conscious mind, like you said, six months later, it's, it doesn't matter. Like it's in your subconscious. Mind. Yeah. So we just, we just watched that, um, limitless the other day again, that movie about the with Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper. And he I takes, he, there's this like experimental drug that he gets a hold of I'm in. that, oh, sorry. that <laughs> makes you be able to, <laughs> it makes you be able to access all, all of, of your, your brain. brain. Oh wow! And he okay. can like remember every memory he's ever had, and retain, and, like, retain all the information. Everything. And so it, it is in there. Your your brain is a 
recording device. And, right. Well, and not based on that Bradley Cooper movie. No. <laughs> no. It's exactly like that, Mel. Yeah. And I know you're taking in everything, and that's how uh, that's how the power of repetition works. Because, you know, when I want to learn something and I'm reading a really good book, and I can recommend a dozen books right now, but one book that I've really focused on and focused my energy on is a book called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Uh, it was written in 1908. Incredible book. I've listened to that book hundreds of times. I've probably read it about a hundred times, but I just put it on in the background and I'm not even, I'll be driving. I'm not focused on it, but the sensory information is going in. It's going in my ears. It's called programming. Right. And it's going in, but where it's happening to us all the time. So like all, and all of that is stored in your subconscious mind. All that data, infinite amount of data is just stored there and it's just sitting there. And, you know, we could talk about how you could use your subconscious mind to become more successful in life, or we could say that for a different time. But the thing is, is that, you know, all that information is always hitting your subconscious, all of it, all, all the time. That's a, you know, that, that's funny. It's like taking responsibility for your own programming. Yeah, you have to do that. And, and That's like, very important. Yeah, so Ugh. something Darwin that, farted. And and I he farted anymore. and he's snoring. That so was me. He's having Sorry. a great no, night. Just, he just looked at you like, fuck you. Um, it's really bad. <laughs> like running you at the- You need to move over here? We can- No. Okay. Running at the gym, they have that line of television sets. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and so like, for me, running is this meditative thing. And um, my head is open and I'm very conscious. Mm-hmm. And then there's this line of television sets above me. So I've started like- making myself focus on a, something on the floor. Mm-hmm. I know that it's there and it's around me, but you, you can't, I'm not going to hide in a cave, right? Let's, let's be real. So I've got to be able to take responsibility for my own programming and mitigate the effect of the shit that's around me because it's, it's that's protecting yourself in life. Like, you know, when you're doing like energy work or any type of like the, I'm sure the exorcist, you got to kind of protect yourself first. You got to say your prayers, you got to put your energy bubble up, you got to do your crystals, whatever your is your thing. You have to mitigate any chances of you getting infected by other people's, uh, spiritual shit. Yeah. Like you can be handle it. Like you can be that, you know, paramedic but you don't have to you know get everybody's blood all over you but you can help treat their wound you know and those are the things that we need to start teaching and learning and looking up is those those things on how to take care of yourself in a world that's full of full of full of of it yeah yeah and i think yeah, we've kind of lost a little bit of that taking responsibility. It's just like, oh, but this said that, or this told me that, or these people, you know, it's very, this sort of group well, thing. It's kind so of what we were saying to, yeah. to earlier about the research. Mm-hmm. No one bothers to do research anymore. And, you know, we just believe words on a screen. All of us do. Because we'll be like, oh, no, well, I looked it up in 
five different sources. It said it's it was all rain on today. the internet. It's all on the internet. Like, okay, maybe some people look at books. And I know that's very real still. People are book lovers. But when you're doing quote unquote research for something real quick, I don't think you're going to the encyclopedia and rent, you know, checking out yeah, but five. And who wrote the fucking encyclopedia? Exactly. That, again, <laughs> I'm getting back to Robert Anton Wilson and don't buy anybody else's bullshit. Like, I, it's, it's the intuitive part that we need to come back to that's that was my whole roundabout point was like yeah trusting when, when you see the truth sometimes you can recognize it because it gives tingles. you yeah you it yeah. gives you some kind of internal jolt and it, when you don't ignore that those jolts become language right absolutely and, and when that. you ignore that and because sometimes it's only for a split second and the brain comes in it's like oh but wait i uh, heard yep. this but wait this is like but wait you and start so to explain everything away explain that you just saw away. like oh so well maybe my stomach hurts yeah. or maybe oh that was indigestion from you know the pizza earlier like no, no. Mm-hmm. but if you, you can recognize it and hold it pizza. well the interesting thing is about taking control of your own programming is that Sounds you, know, like you have book. your conscious mind your subconscious mind you have the power to accept or reject anything that comes into your subconscious mind with your conscious mind. That's a great power that we have. It's the gatekeeper. We can just say, no, mm-hmm. that I don't believe that. Or no, as you. Aaron brought up Robert Anton Wilson, he, he also has an incredible quote where he talks about always existing in the state of belief and unbelief. Mm-hmm. You never yes. want to actually just believe something because then you close yourself off to the potential of that being wrong, even if it's 100% correct. And you can, I feel like you can still have comfort in the, in both of those states. Mm -hmm. You don't have, it's not contradictory. If you really think about it, like you can affirm what you quote unquote believe, but you can also believe that you don't know everything and you have the opportunity to be wrong. And in the world that we're, we're in right now, facts do not equal truth. No, absolutely. That is, that is a good, something that is uh not a given anymore if it's a truth is fluid doesn't mean that it's fucking true and so there's two two things that i keep thinking as we're talking the first thing is what the thinker thinks the prover proves you have the thinker and the prover inside your head all the time Mm -hmm. and so whatever that thinker is thinking the prover is going to work to prove that thing for you So that's like being the guardian and the gatekeeper of your own mind. And then the other thing that I think is this bumper sticker meme or something that I saw and it was inside of a steal your face. And it's one of my favorite things that I've seen on the internet ever. And it said, do no harm, take no shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. There you go. And I I thought about that in terms of myself and my consciousness and how I deal with everybody else. Do no harm, take no shit. So I'm not letting the shit in and I'm not giving that shit out to anybody else. And that that's the thing. Like it's really difficult now to steal your mind to like gird your loins to like watch the gate Mm -hmm. because it's a constant overload attack. It's, the entire army at you at once. At once from all fronts. From all, all the time. And hurry. And do it now. Absolutely. Yes. And how and and then you have the internal monologue of having to measure up to your own bullshit too. How did you do? Did you blow that one? Did you this, that, the other thing? Like talking yourself out of your own success and your own talents mm-hmm. and the things that you know aren't right 
but you don't give a fuck because you're lazy. And I'm talking about myself right now. <laughs> I and, thought you were reading my dirty laundry, baby. <laughs> and like, I was like, dang, that's a little harsh. <laughs> and, and like all that stuff is is like constantly pouring on us. And and then you add opening yourself up with psychedelics to the mix. And now you've you've sweetened the deal, but you've also put a rock in your shoe at the same time. Do you get what I mean by that? Because Absolutely. now now you have to take responsibility. You can't say you didn't know. Yep, that's usually what happens. And this is where a lot of the self-shame and guilt and imbe- personal embarrassment come over and that's how it can keep you in those states is because that's like the the boogie monster it's cloaked in self-doubt or or all those fears and it keeps you in in check it's like yeah you're talented but what go sit on the couch and go freaking eat that ice cream well go you know like or you know, <laughs> I heard this incredible whatever story. the thing is for you it doesn't have to necessarily be food I don't know why I'm picking up food I love I, ice cream I heard this pizza. incredible story that relates to what you're saying and um this famous opera singer, it was in this book, uh, Power of Positive. No, The Power of the Subconscious Mind is the book I was reading. Uh, Joseph Murphy is the writer. And uh, you can tell I'm a little a little uh, under the leaf, as you can uh, hear. I just made that up. That's going to be like that's a, new, that's a new thing. Yeah. I'm a little I'm under, under the leaf. leaf. Jake's under the leaf. <laughs> <laughs> but he talked about this opera singer. Okay, this opera singer... And he was like one of the most famous opera singers and he had this big performance and fucking huge crowd sold out show. And he's got to just go out there and crush it. And he just like, couldn't like, it's like, could his, oh, it was nothing coming he out of his voice. Flyer. And he was like super, um, he was super nervous. And he said that his big self had to tell his little self, that he was going to sing and go out there and perform. And then Whoa. his big self went out there and did the performance. Right. So that's what you have to do. That doubting voice, that mm-hmm. shame or whatever. Like you just got to be like, that's my little self trying to keep me from achieving what my big self knows that what I can, that I can do. Otherwise I wouldn't be doing this. And so that's the incredible thing. We have these weird, for whatever reason, the strange design of the human being, we have these forces at play internally and externally. But at the same time, we're these incredibly powerful beings that have this incredible ability to manifest things. And we don't have to succumb to that little voice. You're the big voice. So when those moments happen, you just got to take control. It waxes and wanes. It does. But as you get stronger... You know, you, the, the, even when we're strong, I feel like I feel sometimes I there. How could I ever go back? That's, that's when top you get the, the nut punch. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. here you go. Square one okay. in the dirt Start crawling on your belly. That's OK. Then you come back. You yeah, know, that's, you, exactly. You, you come just back. keep coming. But back. that's but I just mean like there there the homeostasis is imbalance. <laughs> Boom. Wow. Are you saying your homeostasis? I'm saying in general. In, in general. general, okay. There's the balance, and is it's like being on a unicycle. It's, it's a flux, always. always. If mm. you're flatline the whole time, that's when there's no movement, there's no stagnation, there's no energy peaks or, or valleys, or the, like 
you have to have those times of sickness to stimulate your immune system. You have to have those yeah. times of rest so that you can gravitate toward that energetic time that you're going to need. You have to, you know, invest in study in order to have the knowledge to apply it. Like there's got to be the time, all, all of it's, them. It's called Albedo, Negredo and Rebedo. That's what that is. Alfredo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the, the red, the black and the white. It's dissolution and, you know, coming back together and well, I just like to keep it keep it real in the sense like we all want to be quote unquote perfect in our own perfect like our own sense you know like successful successful whatever that looks Happy. like to us but the reality of it is is that the triggers the traumas the you know fears is a part of our movement forward yeah Everything is is relevant. Nothing is is if garbage. You choose it. You have to choose that. Well, even if it's you learn on your deathbed, all of that collected stuff is still relevant to you. But you know, the goal is to get past that and to learn. Absolutely, how to adapt. that's why we're here talking about it. Yeah. So you get we can shed that. some light on it, and you can well, gain. Like we were talking about earlier about taking, you know through different various parts of your life or even in a single day trying on the all those different archetypes of being the victim or being the healer or being the, the you know all the hero or being the fool like you absolutely and then you but you the point is to learn from those and then absolutely yeah the true <laughs> yeah. human development i mean all yeah. the best well you know i just say stuff because i get stuck on being perfect that's my well nobody's perfect everybody nobody, you know everybody has their flaws but it's and that, i don't mean perfect so i can like have like my hands folded and have like straight A's. <laughs> i don't mean it like that. no i mean everything <laughs> just right well, i mean perfect like i to myself like when i look back you strive for that i like to always say strive yeah that's, that's, the, that's it being in the healthy form and yes. in, yeah. in the you unhealthy know, form it's that obsession with it you know i like i like angels like i'm a big angel guy mm -hmm. because of the experience shout, shout out uriel um <laughs> the experiences i've had the psychedelics and it's just you know we talked about earlier just i could tell you story after story but the thing is is that i i always feel like angels are just like this higher version of us right they're just like being they're just like existing in a higher frequency they're like role models it's something to aspire to right we're and so we're we could we could get to that level as humans but our flaws or whatever like they're a part of us as mel was saying but part of our development our goal as humans just our, our as our singular development not just the collective development is to ascend to get past that to get higher and higher mm -hmm. in our existence so mm -hmm. the fear the and the things, you know, the the self-shame, the things that hold us back, we got to get past that step because that's the next level of human. Now, not saying that those experiences are abnormal. or And, and just saying we got to get past it, man. For a lot of people, including myself, those things are, it's not that simple. No, it's not simple at all. It takes an incredible it's amount of work. It's not a simple road, dude. There's no simple road. <laughs> It's incredible amount of work. It takes an oh incredible amount of work. It's, it's literally a life. It's a lifelong. It's a life, I was going to say it's a lifelong it's journey. Yeah, like, this is not a like you know from June to you know November. This is <laughs> people can oh, figure man, it out. We're in November. I thought we were almost done. People can figure it out earlier in life. They might be a teenager and, and be way farther along the path of understanding than we are. Oh like, yeah, just, I've 
met some. Yeah, we just don't know like yeah. how that all works. But what we just got to constantly do is figure out how to ascend that to constantly realize the light being aspects of us, and just to constantly realize the the fear, the illusion, all that is created. It's just somebody else's creation in a way. We don't somebody have to succumb to it. Also, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to the process. You know, yes, that sure. is not. <laughs> You're welcome, process. <laughs> I've, been, I've been here all along. <laughs> Everybody's always looking toward the beginning or the end. <laughs> Nobody's talking about the process. The and beauty's in the journey. Me and Bryn were talking about that. Who gives a shit if you're tenth or first or twelfth? Like sometimes you care, and yes, great, strive. But then. The whole time you're working out for the end result. There's no, no end result. No, there's no end because after that race, you want another one. And right. after that other one, you want a third one and a fourth. And you want Which to keep really going. really just consumption that's of how a you product. Up yes. Jeff Bezos. I'll yes. tell exactly. So it's oh the process all along. <laughs> Everybody thinks we're chasing, you know, that that gold medal or the, the paycheck or whatever. Really, no, it's, it's the process. You know, we, we, we need to um, embrace that a little bit more. And like I said, give it its due because don't you don't have to worry about when it's going to finish or end or any of that stuff you just do and i just want to say before you go in brandon yeah. it's that the process of personal development i mean as you gain and you learn more and, and it's not just personal but spiritual development all kinds of it's exciting it's an exciting process because your life does begin to change you begin and i'm and i'm saying this in the most genuine and honest way that i can because it's it's true you you do begin to as you develop to interact with these higher frequencies say it's and get information sure. from those sources, it's not voices or it's more, it's bigger than that. It's, it's some sort of data that's coming in from those places. And that comes after I'm doing great. That comes after it was one of the development. Um, I'm doing great. Sorry, sorry. No, no, it comes as data. It's feeling, it's information. It's, 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 it's not even binary information. It's just some sort of ethereal information that you can feel and interpret that comes with the spiritual development. As you start to learn all this stuff, it's really exciting. Highly recommend just studying, learning, read, read all the books, get, get into it. All the stuffs. All the stuff. That wasn't real quick, things. but Bryn, take uh, well, it away. I was just going to say, as we were talking about like the goal of ascending and the goal of this higher, higher striving at the same time, I think it's important to remember that you also have to be grounded and fully in your body. You have it doesn't to be seem directional. It doesn't, but it's like you have to fully be in your three-dimensional human body, in the clay, in the dirt, and at the same time, be a light being. As above, so So below. below. Well, at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. And you can experience that higher frequency through any of your daily tasks. Plugged in and tuned out. You've seen the, the image of Baphomet, right? If you look at the image of Baphomet, he's got one hand up and one hand down. And he is firmly rooted in the earth with his feet planted and he has wings on his back. And that is a symbol to remind you exactly of what Bryn is talking about. There's a really interesting George Washington Baphomet statue. I know. Isn't that it's crazy? so cool. It's, it's really so interesting. Cool. You know, we're, uh, I always talk about this. This is really funny. We're talking about this. You have to exist. This is the hardest thing about being a spiritual person. People talk about being multi-dimensional being alive how are you being how are you you, like i'm a multi-dimensional being a multi-dimensional being oh really what does that mean let me tell you what it means to me okay okay your consciousness 
your your awareness, not just your awareness, includes your awareness. Your Eunice. And more. Your exist your full consciousness is existing on multiple dimensions at the same time. So you're existing in the third dimension where I'm hanging out with Bryn and Mel and Aaron and and uh Darwin's Darwin, Darwin. <laughs> I always say Einstein because the fucking Back to the Future movies, and because he's got the the scientist name Darwin. And then you step it up, and you're also existing in the dimension where this is just all me. Like I'm Bryn Mills, me and Bryn. You know, we're just this one being. And then you keep stepping it up, and you're existing in the dimension where you're like, like tears, where you have the God's eye view, and you're looking down and. You're seeing how it's all the oneness within God. So you're, and more. So you can just, and as you develop those awarenesses, you can start stacking them. And then you're like, this is boom, weird. Boom, boom, this boom. is all like everything you're talking about in my head is framed in magic. Uh-huh. I just, that's the Kabbalah. What you're talking okay. about right there is the tree of life all the way up to Keter. Yeah. You just, you're, you're living on each. And, and that's just my own intuitive, like how, and it's all in all of us too. Well, that's like, why yeah. all of those traditions all mirror each other. That's right. why you that's can look all a, around yeah. the world at all those spiritual and all, traditions they and they all, overlap. Because they all experience the same thing. And it's weird because like I have glasses that see through that. I I guess I take it for granted sometimes, but like having a conversation like this, I'm like, like oh, what the fuck? Yeah. We're, okay. That's my lens. That's a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you say well, that's what it means, and then you're six. like, you're like, that's <laughs> what it means. Yeah. That's what it means to exist multidimensionally, and, and in order to do, do that, you do have to have these psychedelic experiences where you can project your the most, the almost complete consciousness, your almost complete consciousness into that one level, right? So one time maybe you have a trip and, and most of you is on this level and you're like, holy shit, this level's crazy. Then like you have another big trip, big, big trip. And then you're up here and you're like, holy shit, this level is like fucking amazing. But you always have that memory there. So eventually, and of course you could do this with all different kinds of spiritual training. You could do it sure. with breathing. You can with do it with meditation. being in the cold I'm and just, breathing. Look I, at went, Wim Hof. I went to the Grateful Dead Mystery School. So that's yeah. where I, no that's how I learned this yeah. shit. Okay. There are many schools. Right. So yes. like, then you have mystery that. That's a good one. I the like that The mystery school of a lot is dope. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so there you go. So then you, once you are, have those experiences, then you understand what it means to be multidimensional. So that's mm-hmm. truly, to me, that's what it means to have a multidimensional perspective. Mm. Wow. Because you're living in all that at once and you have data coming in from each layer at all times and you're processing that data and then you're using all of that data, all of that data, the multidimensional data to form your perspective and how you interact with people and how you interact with your daily life. I hate to do it, but like my physical body has had a tuna fish sandwich and, and a bowl of soup today and that's it. And I'm starting to get like. No, I heard you ordering everything that was being. I know. About. I'm You're f- like, fucking pizza, starving over here. All the ice cream. Oh so I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. No, s- I'm no. gonna say to everybody out there, this. This was so good. What did you gain from this podcast? You gained so much. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm waiting. Wait, hold on, everybody. I want all your psychic energy to focus on this one thing. Oh, shit. Everything in the universe depends on this. <laughs> Tell a friend about No Simple Road. And heads talking. And midnight Please. on earth. Wow, well, yeah, that one too. But more importantly, <laughs> let's tell everyone about No Simple Road. Everybody that loves music, everybody that loves these type of conversations, we're, we're always going to be there for you here. 
Okay, and seriously, and don't <laughs> don't say anything. You okay. need to be quiet right I'm now. I'm shutting. Sir. Be quiet. There you go. If look, if you're listening to No Simple Road right now, you're one of those people that loves occult stuff. You're one of those people that loves ghosts and exorcisms and Reiki and all the stuff. Exorcisms and Reiki. Why do they <laughs> go the, hand whatever. in hand? Whatever. Hang on. You're not allowed, allowed, allowed to say anything. Oh. Hold on. They did go hand in hand. <laughs> Check it out. Start. I'm serious here. Jake is a master at research. He is somebody that remembers data like nobody I've ever met. No, that's not true. And he loves Art Bell. And so his podcast is an homage to everything that he loved about Art Bell. That's true. But through our lens and through the lens of somebody that went to the Grateful Dead Mystery School. So if you want to hear about those kind of topics through the lens of somebody that went to the same school you're going to. But you don't know that. I mean, everybody knows that school, but not all the listeners. That, so people, all people you can listening. do is Jake, take you aren't supposed to say right? anything, yeah. bro. You, Uh-oh. Come on, man. <laughs> You should really check out Jake's podcast is, is all I'm saying. Right you, and I'm not just saying that because Jake's my friend and he's sitting here doing heads talking with me. You should really, it's, it's fucking amazing. It's really good. You should check it out. Thank you. I, I you know, uh, it's. Wait well, a minute, great. Jake, you, you got to keep cutting Brit off. The secret. I just real quick. I'm sorry. You're never real quick. I'm just circling back to (laughs) something we very started. No, I just just want to say this: the listeners of this incredible podcast have the secret. They know that it's coming through that lens. The listeners I have, the international listeners, listeners that are coming from around the world and all over America, not all of them know that it's that my perspective is based in the Grateful Dead Mystery School. You guys know that. So you're on. You're on the inner circle. You're in the inner circle. Yep, you're the inner sanctum. Okay, I'll, shut, ahead, I'll shut up even more now. No, I was just going to say before we end, circling back to the beginning of our conversation and talking about psychedelics, about thinking, you know, we were talking about that void that opened up and that something could come in if you're not there. And, right, and right, just right. opening yourself up, just the thoughts, especially as, you know, laws are changing and all these things there, you know, maybe an influx of lots of people trying things out, which is going to open up a lot of psychic energy to mm-hmm. th- all the dimensions and just the thought of why are you doing that? And sometimes it's just a party. Sometimes it's just to whatever, but it's, it's just, and it's all okay. And it's all okay. <laughs> but there's also the thought of just that, that growth and that like what you're looking for and what frequency do you want to be on? And where do you want to go? And just holding that intention as a sacrament is something just and, to consider. And that's incredible information. That's but I want people to focus on that. And I also want people to focus on the fact that they fucking legalized our drugs in Oregon. Like all I can, the drugs, the, all the <laughs> drugs. <laughs> that it. It's so fucking crazy. I can't believe we didn't talk about this earlier. I could walk around right now with 40 hits of acid. I, I guess they could quantify that in a vial. That's like, Half of a, a little under half a vial, Pers- mm-hmm. a personal amount, or something. and fucking I could fucking be like, duh, 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 duh. hey, well, I don't think it's you get a hundred dollar fine. <laughs> oh no, no, and you have to go to to <gasps> rehab. <gasps> oh, you do have to yeah. go. To rehab? Yeah. It's, it's based yeah, on and yeah, they're, and they're paying for the rehab with the taxes from okay. cannabis. Well, do I get okay. free food? Yeah. Oh, I'm in. But I'm just crazy. That's crazy. 
It's Jake, 40 just, hits of acid. Yeah, Jake, you were just talking about cocaine, acid. And it's all legal here now. In Oregon, <laughs> it I can't is. Even yeah. decriminalized. It. It's not legal. And it's, it's like two grams. Two grams of cocaine. You can have it. That's like, you know. That's a lot. That's enough that's for one person. Which is going to be, yeah. That's a hell of a line. To see. I think the purpose is, is they really are taking into consideration that, you know, addiction is a real thing. Yes. And they, God. and just because you're addicted to something does not mean that you are a criminal. That you need or to go to jail. That you yeah. need to Locking you up is going to fix you. Yeah, that's they're recognizing that, and so that's kind of how I see it in the sense that no, it's not saying go freaking shoot up, go load up, go whatever. It's saying that we recognize this. This is an issue. Cannabis. We villainize it for too long. Let it help us do something. And I think I'm proud of our state for doing yeah, that. We're going to have mushroom dispensaries here. No, it's there's coming. not going to be well, dispensaries. In two gonna, years. No, it's not. That's not <laughs> this real. Is, these are not that's, real facts. That's not yeah. true. Let's, let's hear this. Whatever what, you've what, listened for the last Jake, five look. minutes from Jake is not true. Yeah, that's, that's, Everything that's, else like, you can That was like, <laughs> you have not been doing uh, your programming here, buddy. I'm sorry. It's the road to the mushroom dispensary. Yes. You think it may be a Clearly, it's the it's like the massive door of Jake's there. opinion is they dot, dot, legalize dot. psilocybin. I mean, it's no. all right, tell me, enlighten me. What here's, happened? here's the deal. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. They are doing a study for the next two years. Okay. So I was to right. Figure out <laughs> how to open up your, psychedelic your treatment eye. facilities. Okay. Where it's the psilocybin therapy assisted with psychotherapists in licensed treatment facilities here in the state. Yeah, they call those dispensaries, buddy. No. No. <laughs> no, no. no. It's like in your therapist's office. However. Hey, dude, that's a huge effing step, bro. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, yes, come it is. It's a I'm it's sure beautiful. there are <laughs> further like, doors that look, will dude, be Look, dude, that feels like a fucking dispensary. If I can go down to the clinic and be like, look, I'm having a bad day. Can I just sit in the room and trip with a doctor looking at me? You have to wear the mask. Oh. Like, play concertos. No, no, no. no you know, kidding. you know what's rad is like if you think of the war on drugs as a real war, like in this state, the war has come to a slow close. Yeah, end very close to it's an end. very close to being peacefully ended, and both sides are mm. bowing out and the drugs. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. The treaty is signed, and you know what, people that have problems like. I had are going to be able to get help and they're not going to be put away and locked in a cage for having an issue with emotion. Yeah. You know, exactly. You yeah. like somebody like Aaron, which there's, I mean, he's not the only one. I know you're one in a million to me, baby, but like there's a, lots of <laughs> cases where people go astray. They don't necessarily want to do drugs. They just kind of fall into it. They feel like nobody cares for them. They do dumb shit. And so then they bad w- choices. Yeah. They make bad choices. Coping and so it warrants, about. it warrants this kind of self abusive behavior. But if somebody really gave a shit and somebody was like, Hey, you instead of being arrested, you're gonna go into this freaking awesome rehab center. You're gonna get what you need until you're till you feel better. Till you man. feel better, and we're gonna put this program up so that you can go freaking find a job or do whatever. I'm not saying that they're going that far, but that would be awesome to complete it. Like it's starting that, and that's what's awesome about the change that's yeah. going down yeah. right now. And oh, sorry, go we haven't even said anything about cannabis being recreationally legalized all not all, in, every in, in a bunch of states yeah. what were the new, new jersey what were the new arizona add-ons? jersey arizona. rhode island i think Ooh. i think mississippi might be in there no, yeah, it was a say, M oh, and also, montana there was also 
Yeah. And yeah, the, yeah. one of the Dakotas as well. South Dakota. So South Dakota. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. man. A bunch. Congratulations, listeners. In, in those all states. those states. In all those states. Because you got what, you're going to experience what we've been experiencing it's for a huge awesome. And it's such a amazing experience to it, walk it, into a sp- and, dispensary. And yeah, be patient with the experience because <laughs> it was very clunky at first when <laughs> it started here. I, you know what? I'm really happy that it's been legalized. Yeah. I'm going to say this for, for, this is for Aaron. Okay. Legalization of marijuana really ruined marijuana for me. It did. It, it took the fun, the doing something bad. Thing oh, away from, come on. And I was like, it took like the middle school this out now. of it's it. It's not even cool <laughs> anymore, man. You selfish. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> no, no, wait. Uh, do we really got to end? Uh, let me yeah. think. Yes. Let me but think of uh, protect your psyche and protect your psyche. Your own programming control your own programming. Be careful. Yeah. Look, when you're taking Shield yourself, when Jake you're is going to get a mute button if he keeps cutting you off. When, <laughs> when, when, I don't mean to cut her off. <laughs> I, just, I cut everybody off. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, we're one mind. Think of I'm, tr- I'm actually picking up her data and tra- retransmitting it. Uh, Holy shit. But you know, we're mute we're, button. We, we can, we can. Tighten up this whole podcast or just go deep, deeply <laughs> bounce around the entire thing. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? I lost. We it. love you guys. We'll see you next week with more oh. stuff and oh, things. Yeah, and guess what? What? I don't know. Don't worry about it. That's don't what I'm going to say. Don't fucking sweat Maybe it, man. There, there is something way bigger than all of us handling everything that's going on right now. Don't trip. Everything's going to be fine. We will see you next week. We love you. Take care yes. of each other. Bye. Smile as a stranger. Hydrate, safety third, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Adios, y'all. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, 
Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.